Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Justin Knight. Oh, man. How are you? I am great, and it feels great to hear that theme song again. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's great to hear my voice again. Justin, I have heard from you. Everybody else hasn't heard from us, but I've heard from you. Are you sure? I think I don't think I heard from you since we last did this last year. <laughs> That's it's not true. It's not. We we ate at <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. We text every day at a Buffalo. No, not Buffalo Wild Wings. The other wing place. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I'm blanking too. Mm. Anyway, That's we should tell everybody that we've recorded an episode for every week of this year, but I sent them over to you to upload, and you just forgot. Yeah, usually I'm the one that double checks, and they just didn't fit my uh, criteria so i decided not to upload any of them <laughs> well, <laughs> it was better for hopefully, everybody else hopefully this one will uh will hit the mark and we can finally upload the first episode of the year as the season wraps up and it would be the only one <laughs> <laughs> well, episode one of season four may be the only episode of season four but we thought wouldn't it be fun to keep the tradition going come back for our annual tg emmys award show and when we already had this plan, some big news broke as well, mm. Justin. And, of course, that news being that Taylor Swift will not be able to attend the Chiefs game this weekend. And so I we just know. had to get on here so and talk bad. about that. Yeah, No, it's that uh, legendary Alabama coach Nick Saban has retired from Alabama just within a 24-hour span of Pete Carroll being forced out of Seattle and Bill Belichick allegedly agreeing to part ways amicably from New England. So... Over 900 wins between the three, all out the door. In an era. Which one of those three was the most shocking to you? Um, the Belichick one, I think everybody knew that was coming. Um, yeah, we Because during saw the that. season, uh, Kraft had already been hinting that he was ready to move on from Belichick. They've kind of been button heads for the past few years, ever since Brady left. Um, uh, the Pete Carroll one was surprising. Um, I really didn't think they'd ever move on from him, even though I think they said he's still going to have a role in the organization. So I don't know if he decided to step down or they told him like, Hey, we're moving on from you, but you can still stay with the organization. Um, yeah, it, it feels like they probably told him, uh, we're moving on. You can still get paid if you want uh, yeah. to an extent, but we're not going <laughs> to. The Saban one was definitely the most surprising just because of the extension he signed a couple of years ago. That was what, until 2026, 2028? Um, right, yeah. I honestly thought he probably would coach until that point because he would have been at that point, what, 76 in 2028? 76, 77, something like that. Yeah, he's 72 um, now, so whatever the so math is. So this one was shocking, I guess, just because like we had discussed um, through text and everything that it didn't really seem like this would be a year he would end on, that maybe he would kind of hint like, hey, this is my final year, um, just to let all y'all know. 
So let's make the most of it. But also, I guess it doesn't shock me because it seems like this season was the one he had the most fun with. It seemed like yeah. he enjoyed being around this group of players. And he even said, too, it was the most fun he's had. I guess just when you think of the growth of Alabama when they lost to Texas and then ended up making it to the Rose Bowl. So um, maybe you can kind of tell in his personality and just how he went about his day-to-day this year that you could kind of look back and say, well, you know, I guess it makes sense he retired because he really enjoyed this last year. But, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think and- a lot of people expected it to happen right now. No, I mean, I, I was running, uh, outside running, when I got the text from you. You somehow saw the, the tweet the second it was posted, Well, and you sent it to me. <laughs> of course, you know, my dad had texted, he had actually texted me earlier. Um, he, you know, is a member of the Auburn 247, and, you know, there's always rumors going around, and he saw a rumor on there saying Saban's going to have a team meeting at 4 o'clock to possibly right. announce his retirement. I was like, no way he does this. But it is weird that someone had this information and he's having a team meeting of all the players. And so then he finally texted me that from Chris Lowe uh, that was on Twitter. And I was like, wow. So it's legit then. Your dad was on top of it because he sent it to you. And then you were able to send it to me before any other news station retweeted <laughs> we were all Chris Lowe. I went <laughs> to look for it, and 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 I was like, I'm not even sure if this is the real Chris Lowe account, because you know, Twitter's weird now. It is, I was like, yeah. there's is, there is one guy who has said this, and it looks legit, and then it blew up. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I don't even have Twitter. I just looked it up on Safari, and then there was the just the Twitter stuff, yeah, on all the yeah. links. Um, well, of course, you know, us Auburn fans, we're going to be on it when any kind of rumor like that swirls around, so... <laughs> He was texting me about it, and so he had finally sent that to me, and I was like, "Wow, I got got to send this to my Alabama fans, see what they think." Yeah, yeah, and and I was glad you sent it to me because I turned around and sent it to everybody, and then by the time that I had sent it, then ESPN posted their tweet, and then about five minutes later, the alert came up on the phones. You know, Nick Saban is retired. Um, which yeah, it was. I mean, I had a a bad feeling when. Um, Kevin Steele, the defense coordinator, retired mm, a couple yeah. days prior, and I was like, "Oh, he's getting old to find another defense coordinator, but maybe he'll just promote somebody, you know." And then, yeah, of course. Uh, well, and even you know, too, I guess you got to think about, you know, like um, Terry and Ar- Arnold and um, Kool Aid. They both said that they were staying, right? And I think it was yeah, a few days yeah. later they decided they're going to the draft, and you know, right. you can kind of look at those points. Maybe they already knew that he was going to announce his retirement. So they decided to leave. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I thought he could easily could have coached five more years, but listening to that interview you had with, uh, Reese Davis, it just seems like, you know, he's this last year wore him out and, uh, I think he's ready to be done. I, I am glad that in that interview, they asked him, um, does this have any, because he had said, allegedly said in his meeting with the team, he had cited some health reasons, but they were they were very vague. And he said, "No, uh, n- me and myself and Miss Terry are both fine. No health issues." What I meant by that is, I'm just getting old, and it's probably not good for my health to keep doing this. Yeah, and probably true. And you know, even if there is some sort of health reason, I I hate that uh, these some of these smaller social media websites are out here speculating on that leave the people alone don't speculate on someone's health I, I don't like that i mean it's it's one thing if you talk about it with your friend or whatever but like don't be profiting off speculation yeah they're just trying to health. get the big news yeah know, and, and if, those if rumors there was, out there 
if there was any sort of concrete information about it, that's different. But it was all, always speculation. It felt weird. But um, yeah, I mean, what what a run. Obviously, he is uh, the most decorated college football coach, especially when it comes to national championships. Seven, one at LSU, six at Alabama. He is 11 and one in SEC championships with the Tide, only losing that first one in 2008 to Florida, which may be the most insane stat. Uh, but the stat that I have always, uh, for some reason, cared the most about obtaining, and he technically did it, is uh, any player that played for him for four years won a national championship, which is That's just uh, incredible. You know, yeah. uh, Obviously, didn't get one that last three years, and it would have been nice to see him go out with maybe one more, but uh, you can't complain, can you? You got six out of them, seven total. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty solid. I'd say good investment by Alabama overall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially how it all worked out too. Um, <laughs> just so that, you know, I don't know if you ever got time to watch that, uh, NFL video they did of his coaching career. Um, it was pretty good. And of course they highlighted when he was with the dolphins and, <laughs> and they, uh, showed the clips of his interview, you know, um, with the press talking about, I, I'm not leaving Miami. I'm not leaving the Dolphins. Not taking an Alabama job. Um, and uh, just to think, you know, what could have been if he stayed with the Dolphins? You know, maybe I'd be a happier Auburn fan. I don't know. Um, y'all, y'all could have had Rich uh, Rodriguez. That would have been some kind of hire. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Um, it was, but it was yeah, close definitely, to definitely the um, best college coach of all time. When you think of all of his accomplishments and um, I've, I've always respected him too, even as an Auburn fan, I've always enjoyed how he's coached. And, um, of course, you know, it's always hilarious to see his, uh, blow ups on the sideline or his, uh, post conference, uh, conferences with the uh, reporters. Those are always great too. So, but I, I, the proof's in the pudding, when you think about all the players from Alabama that have been drafted in the first round and are in the NFL and, you know, usually at the end of the year awards or leading in stats. So, um, you know, from the way you look at him and how he leads his team, seems like a great man. And um, Alabama's going to miss him. I don't really know what to expect. I mean, you, you still want to think that they'll probably be pretty successful with whoever they get, but I think there'll be a little bit of a drop off to start off. So, oh, certainly. Especially, you know, we are recording this the night of January 11th, Thursday. Um, we're not going to speculate on who will be the head coach because by the time this comes out, they may have announced it. And I don't want to sit here wasting time speculating when it could be announced at any moment over the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, like we don't know what to expect and we don't know at this moment who the head coach is going to be and how many players we're going to lose to the transfer portal and all those things come into play. I, I will say it's at least I guess in Alabama's benefit that the playoff is expanding the 12 teams. Yeah. Um, maybe they can, you know, maybe that will help them be able to continue to sneak in there a little bit. But uh, yeah, Alabama, I think it's it's safe to say that they won't be the same powerhouse they've been for. 15 years <laughs> and it's that no, would be yeah uh, not with him at the almost helm. impossible yeah yeah just the way he recruited as well you know as coach um I, I mean he's one of the more outstanding recruiters and that's probably one of the reasons he's so worn out and you think about a college coach and trying to be the best out there is it takes a lot of your time and a lot of time on the road recruiting some of these high school players so you know, I, I pity the next head coach just because of the 
pressure and what they have to let, you know, it's 10, 11 win seasons aren't going to cut it, especially what a lot of these Alabama fans have now grown up with, um, especially the younger generation. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know who it's going to be, but I, I pity them. It's going to be tough. Yeah. The, the next coach, whoever it is, is, is going to have a tough time because he's going to be on the hot seat if he's not having consistent 12 win seasons. Yeah. Um, whoever the coach is after that will probably have a little bit more leeway. So <laughs> good luck to, to both those people. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, they, they need to knock out higher. We don't know who that's going to be. It seems like it's probably not Dan Lanning now. He's came out and posted a hype video about himself at Oregon. So it seems like that's a little different than when Nick Saban said, I'm not going to Alabama when asking when uh, Dan Lanning was unprompted posting a hype video. That feels different. So I'm going to say he's probably not the guy anymore. No, um, but Brian Harson is available. He sure is. And so is Jimbo Fisher. And, Jimbo uh, is too. He's got a lot of yeah. money. Who else we got? Dan Mullen. He's he's available. Dan Mullen's available. Yeah, we know he's a great coach. That's just get um, one of those three. Can't go wrong. That's that's enough right yeah. there. Yeah, between the three they've got. Oh, they, yeah, they can make Jimbo those. Brian Harson, head coach. Jimbo OC. Dan Mullen DC. Come on, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, Dan Mullen DC. Perfect. That's, that's, <laughs> that's well, uh, that's not going to be all of the episode. Of course, we will talk more about Nick Saban throughout the episode. I'm sure it'll come up naturally. But we are also here to our annual TG Emmy Awards, and I could not be more excited to go through these let's play our annual award music why don't we wow and we're back at the tg yemis i'm nick norris your host and my best golden tuxedo and with me in his also golden tuxedo it's just a night we were just here we had we had to walk away to change and and we're back yep we're good now we're ready great all right well i'm going to start us out with our annual first category America's team and our choices for America's team of course this award is for this award is for the team that America rallied behind the most who America's team is when I think of America's teams of past famous ones I think of maybe uh the herd you know after that, uh, that horrible accident uh, with the plane crash in the 70s. Or I think about UCF uh, sometimes when they're not mm, being jerks. I don't know about uh, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> TCU 2014 team? That's a good them. America's team. Yeah. That's a good America's team. Here are our finalists for the year, though. For 2023, we have Florida State, Colorado, Ugh. Michigan, and Liberty, who finished 13-1. and one. Um, I'd like to throw in another option there. How about Washington? I think a lot of people rallied behind them and wanted them. To you're, you're, you're right. Well, a lot of people did kind of rally behind Washington. They uh, they took some heat because people were like, should they even be in the playoffs? And and they had some people rally around them. Of course they should. So yeah. uh, I, I like that. And for all of these, we both can throw in throw in names. A lot of these okay. I wrote down within 30 seconds. So Yeah, definitely not um, Colorado. <laughs> Nobody likes them. They suck. Colorado um, started out as it. Everybody was on the bandwagon and then they didn't win another game. So after the first four. So Yeah, what a turnaround. What a drop off. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm going to go with uh, this is an America's team. It probably is 
I guess it's Florida State because everybody whined for Florida State. I guess. Um, I think people are kind of over them now, too, just yeah, because of kinda the amount of whining them. they've done. Yeah. And how bad they got beat by Georgia. Yeah. Uh, but my pick, I'm going to say Liberty because that, that, what a great season. 13 and one, finished in the final top AP 25 right there at the 25th spot. I'm going to say Liberty, even though I don't really believe that was America's team. <laughs> no. And you know what's. This is kind of off topic, but kind of sickening is to think Liberty could be one of those teams that sneaks into the 12 team playoff. And that's yeah. what we're going to watch. We're going to watch one of those games where they get beat by how many points do they lose by? Like 40 plus, something like that. Yeah, they're going to get, they'll get beat I by mean, 60 by Georgia. It's ridiculous. Somebody. Why? We're just going to get so many lousy matchups now. <laughs> um, next category is a classic, and this is my first pick. Me and you both get three of our own categories here, or winners. I I, I went ahead and added a couple. Uh, worst hair. And the category, the uh, finalist for the Worst Hair Award, as always, Kirby Smart gets a uh, an entry into this just because he has stayed consistent. He's always in there. But I also got, uh, I don't know his name, and I didn't care to look it up, but the player who got the Cheez-Its haircut. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I, I missed that. I guess for the Cheez-Its Bowl. For the Cheez-Its Bowl, he had mm. a Cheez-It shaved into the side of his head, and then he dyed that square orange. It was I'll, just go, I'll just go ahead and say his. I mean, that sounds terrible, <laughs> okay. so I, I don't agree. need to hear any other ones. It didn't look very good. It wasn't super well done. If you didn't know he was in the Cheez-Its Bowl, you would think it was just a, a, a orange diamond. You wouldn't think Cheez-It. Wow. So I'm going to say his. I was going to say psychopath, but yeah, orange diamond works too. <laughs> uh, best quarterback. Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., or Jaden Daniels? Mm, you know, the mine's been between Jaden Daniels and uh, Penix, but um, I don't know. Penix really struggled against Michigan, but I mean, who really didn't as a quarterback uh, throughout the year? Um, I'll still stick with Daniels. I think, I think he had a great year. I agree. If you asked at the end of the regular season, I, I would have said Daniels. If you asked after the first round of the playoffs, I'd said Penix. And then after yeah, and then, all it was done, back to Daniels. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree. Yeah. Bo Nix, though, what a season at Oregon. Great year, yeah. yeah. Was, was in the right yeah. offense, and he was able to flourish. I bet he's glad he yeah. transferred to Oregon. What a – just a miss by Brian Harson not being able to to develop that guy. That is just – Well, missed by him Gus and Gus. Too, I guess, yeah, Gus really Harsin. missed too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best running back, Blake Corum of Michigan, Marion Hampton, North Carolina, Jonathan Brooks at Texas, Ollie Gordon II, Oklahoma State, or Cody Schrader at Missouri? Mm, I'm going to go Schrader. He had a really good year. I am too. He did have a good year. Walk on too. Yeah, and that's always fun. I love a good underdog story. I, yeah, we both give it to Schrader. You can expect your TGME in the mail. I don't know what it looks like. It's it's Five probably it's mine at least. It's it's a golden statue of me and Justin kissing, but you're in the middle. Mm. We're kissing your cheeks. Yeah, okay. your face. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Each one's yeah, customized. Uh, took a turn. I didn't think it was going there. Uh, best wide receiver, Marvin Harris Jr. of Ohio State. Do I need to keep going? <laughs> He was fine. I feel like he's a little overhyped, though. He he didn't. Do okay, let me crazy. keep going. Malik yeah. Neighbors, LSU, or mm, he had a great year. Adunze at Washington. Ooh, um, I'm gonna say the Washington wide receiver. 
Nice. Very good. Great I'm going gonna, gonna to stick with the uh, with the favorite, Marvin Harris Jr. Okay. But yeah, all three but of those guys. Even Malik Neighbors, too. I think he broke uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase records that they had at LSU. So yeah, he's that's, that's been no very successful. Seat. Oh, yeah. Best tight end. All I put down was Brock Bowers of Georgia. I didn't yep, think anybody else would compete. Yep. Perfect. Yep. That's all. That, that's He's he's hit. He's it. He's, everybody it. knew it was going to be him. Uh, Justin, it's time for your first award. Mm, okay, my award is the best college football name, and uh, that goes to General Booty of uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> that is so fun that you did that, because for my next one, or actually my last one, I did the college football all-name team. So General oh, Booty, spoiler, is he's he on the that? quarterback. He is the quarterback nice. of that team, and there we'll go, go through all the names later. So we are we are on Can the same page. Love it. Parents just when they had their child, that's the first thing that crossed their mind was, you know what? Horrible. General. That's gonna be. They their should name. be. They should be put in jail. Um, how about uh, there is a basketball player at LSU? I mean at UAB, um, and his name is Tony Tony. Tony Tony. Tony Tony. Know, there's, yep. There's actually somebody else on this list that was pretty bland name. His name is Dude Person. Yeah, <laughs> he's also on my <laughs> on my list. He is the uh, one of my defensive backs on the, yep, the all uh, all name team. Yeah, Central Dude Arkansas person. Dude Person. So we just let's just go through these. Well, I'll Might go ahead. As well. Yeah, we're talking about it. So on my college football all name team, you've already named two of them: our quarterback General Booty, one of our defensive backs, Dude Person. Uh, what a, our wide receiver, though, is Dakotas Crawford. He's made this of list course. before. Yeah. Uh, tied in, Rowdy Beers. You know what? Florida we may be Indiana looking National at the same uh, same link here. Let me guess. Your yeah. next one is Mobility? No, actually. No, no well, he's a defensive sure back, so I guess you're going to the oh, he's, offensive he's line on here. now. He's yeah. on here at North Texas Mobility. Yeah, let's let me go. We'll go in order here. Our uh, yeah, tight end is Rowdy Beers. After yep. the offensive line, we got Parker Titsworth. That's unfortunate. <laughs> okay. That's his last he name is, is uh, Titsworth. Titsworth. He's at the Ohio University. That's terrible. Uh, at Auburn, we have Jaden Muskrat. He's also a yep. lineman. Charlotte. Uh, he's also a lineman right here. Is Panda Askew. Mm, um, good one. We also we also have Tiger Shanks making the list once again at UNLV. <laughs> Just, uh, this one's my favorite. I didn't know he came back this year, but uh, defensive line for UAB Fish McWilliams. His first ah, name is Fish. Fish, and that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, defensive lineman out of Kentucky Octavius Oxen died. Mm, okay. Sounds like a Spider-Man villain. Um, <laughs> this one's back again. Uh, from Boston College, defensive lineman, Shitta yeah. Sal- Sal- yeah. Sila Salah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you spell it S H I T T A H. You spell it how Salah. you said it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, memorable factor is on here from Duke. Like you said, he's a linebacker. Um, another linebacker. This is pretty great, too, at a UTSA Pig Cage. His first name's Pig, last name Cage. Oh, man, we got to interview some of these parents. Uh, Like you said, Mobility is on here, defensive back out of North Texas. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, defensive back out of Alabama, makes the list again. Out of UNC, and it's a a shame he didn't go to Oregon, is a defensive back named Storm Duck. He definitely should have been at Oregon. And uh, to round out the list of defensive backs from LSU is, of course, Major Burns. So good Mm. stuff all around. 
Yeah, there are some crazy names, and that's just college football. If you go look in every other sport, and and all these, there are some insane names, especially now, more so than than before. Uh, uh, General yeah, Booty people, is still the most insane. <laughs> people just name their child whatever nowadays. Yeah, whatever feels right. Uh, best offensive line in college football for the twenty twenty three season. Our finalists: Washington, Georgia, LSU. And Oregon. If you have any others to throw in there, please feel free to do so. Those mm, are the more that I, I think I'm gonna throw uh, Michigan in there. Yeah, yeah, they had a great uh, outing those last couple of games, especially yeah. the, uh, in the playoffs there. Yeah, I would say 300 rushing yards will put you up there. So yeah, they get my Washington probably second. They had a great year as well. Yeah. Washington really stood out to me just because of how how well coached the entire off- Washington team was, but that offensive line. I feel like really uh, outdid themselves at, you know, any other coach offensive line unit. I don't think that group does as well. They were just so well coached and uh, yeah, I'm going to go Washington uh, best interior lineman. We've got Tavondre sweat out of Texas, Joe alt out of Notre Dame or Cooper BB out of Kansas state. Mm, I'm, I'm going to go sweat out of Texas. Sounds good to me. I am going to agree. Okay. Uh, my next award, this one's mine, is the Goodbye Sweet Prince Award. And we actually have three finalists. I'm just going to give it to all of them. One of them is obvious, of course, Nick Saban. But the other ones uh, is the Pac-12, which we will be losing. Have lost now, I suppose. Um, and also the SEC on CBS theme song. Now, I'm not going to miss the SEC on CBS, but I will miss mm-hmm. that theme song. It's good stuff. Yeah, theme song was good, um, especially back when we were younger. Um when they had, I guess, a different kind of uh, televised, uh, I guess, uh, production of the show. I liked some of the older, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Broadcasts? Like no, like the scoreboard, like the graphics. Uh, I like the graphics oh, yeah. back when we were yeah. younger. They were pretty good. Um, Absolutely. I, you know, obviously Nick Saban, but, you know, the Pac-12 with the season they had, I think it's going to be missed. Um, they went out on a good note. But I think it's still alive. There, there's two teams left, I believe. Oregon State, no, or did Oregon State leave? I don't know. There's I think two, it may there was be two teams left. Oregon State and Washington um, State, possibly. Are the yeah, two? I don't left. know if they're. I don't know if they're still in it or not. I know they were. I think left. they said they're going to keep the Pac-12, but they're going to schedule a lot of Mountain West teams. Oh, okay, interesting. So yeah, I, I like uh, I like a good uh, Pac-12 after dark. You know, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the late night games. Now it's just going to be Mountain West after dark. Mm, that's fun. That's fun. Mm, I yeah. can't wait to watch <laughs> San Diego State versus San Jose State. That's going to be a good one. I do like Maction though. That's pretty good. Maction's pretty fun to watch. You know, I, I do. I, I probably enjoy watching Mountain West more than any other non-Power Five conference. Yeah. Uh, best defensive end We've got Jonah Liss out of Utah, Jalen Green out of James Madison, and I. Uh, this is one of those names that I hear said, and I don't know if I can actually say it. Latu, Layatu Latu at a UCLA. You know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I should have just said Latu. Uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go with him. Yeah, I agree. He's the uh, <laughs> he's the one that I've heard the most about. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with him. I didn't watch a lot of James Madison football. I apologize. No, so yeah, around I to didn't it. either. Uh, best linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out of Clemson. Tyron Hopper out of Missouri. Uh, Edifuan. I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Elo Foshio, Washington. Uh, 
Nathaniel Watson out of Mississippi State and Peyton Wilson out of NC State. I'll say the Clemson guy. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Yeah. All right, very good. Now it is your time for your next award, Justin. Mm, mine goes to the best coach this year. And um, that is Brian Harson. If you look wow. at his record this year, no losses. Yeah. He went That's undefeated true. and had a stellar record. So I think he's going to be going into next season with a lot of confidence with New Mexico State. Or was it New Mexico New Mexico State? I'm not sure. I didn't know he got hired. He did. He's going to – I think <laughs> Auburn, play, Auburn plays him next year. I think it's New Mexico. No way. Yeah. That's sure great. Did. That's so great. Good, so, Good for him. He had a wonderful season. So, you know, if he can keep the – L category at zero, I think he's moving in the right direction. I will say, I do think his tweets, not that they are themselves funny, but whenever he like ats Auburn without really adding them, it's like success is built over time or whatever the, the he says. Um, I do think that's funny just because he did not do a good job at Auburn. <laughs> so why are you? No, I don't think, this? I don't think any extra time would have helped him considering how yeah. he recruited. So <laughs> yeah. he put yeah. us in a yeah. dumpster fire that we're trying to currently get out of. <laughs> uh, best defensive back. We got Cooper DeJean at Iowa, uh, Malachi Stark at Georgia and Trey Taylor at air force. Let's go with the Georgia guy. Starks, he's got it. Congratulations. Best kicker, Graham Nicholson, Miami, Ohio, Jose Pisano at UNLV, or Will Reichard at Alabama. It's it's gotta be Reichard, right? Yeah, I guess you gotta go. All time score. Yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh best punter, Matthew Hayball at Florida at uh, Vanderbilt, Alex Monstromano at Florida State, or Troy Taylor at Iowa. I've never heard any of these guys' names. Mm, Florida State for sure. That sounds great. He's definitely not Michigan's kicker or punter. No, he did not make the list. (laughs) He's not on here. Awful. Yeah. Uh, Biggest disappointment of the year. We got a few here, and feel free to add your own if you think of any, Justin. We've got FSU missing the playoffs, Georgia missing the playoffs, FSU getting stomped by Georgia, Hmm. uh, Saban not winning uh, another title his final season, Clemson, just their year, uh, Colorado after that that hyped-up start, USC in general, TCU in general, Oklahoma and Tennessee, all in general. Ooh, a lot to discuss there. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, TCU, I, I, you got to give them the pass. They lost a lot of their players. It doesn't shock me they had the season they did. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was like with Auburn after they won their national championship, they didn't do anything that year after. I think we went eight and five. I don't know what TCU went this past season. I think did they, they had a losing record, didn't they? Yes, they did. They're okay, one of the so Auburn did a little it, bit better. They're one of the few teams that have made it to the playoffs and then had a losing record the year after. It's like them Ooh. and Michigan State and Auburn. And they're not the playoffs, but the national championship game. Them, Michigan State, Auburn, and a few others. I don't know. Irish playoffs or national championship. Something like that. It's a um, short list, and they're on it. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, Georgia's probably disappointing because, once again, they choked against Alabama. They played their worst game. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe would have won it all if they were in it. I mean, that's what they're it, saying. Of course, you know that's what losers yeah. say. Like, oh, if we were in, we would have won. <laughs> yeah, I'm Whatever. not willing to say that, but I'm sure they would have made it competitive. You know, so I, yeah, sure. Um, 
biggest disappointment. Uh, I'm going to say USC. I I don't know. Maybe it's Colorado. I never expected oh, Colorado. Oh, to biggest be good. disappointment was uh, calling a two man rush on fourth and thirty one and a QB spy. <laughs> That's probably the that may be the most oh. disgusting thing you will ever see. And I'm glad he's gone. He's the DC at Florida now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, imagine calling a QB spy when you need 31 yards and you have to score a touchdown. It's fourth and goal from the 31 yard line. Um, yeah, QB spy. That's a good idea. And we're just going to rush two. And so Milrow took a nap, and then finally he found a one on one coverage when you had eight people in coverage and we still had a one on one. Imagine that. I regret yeah. us not having an episode after that game because we have both been on both sides of this where Alabama's lost in overtime. Weird. We had to do an episode. Auburn's lost in overtime. Had to do an episode. Yeah. I, I wish we would have done an episode that night. We, we should have. because Yeah, I mean, uh, Alabama had their heartbreaking loss, but it, it won't yeah. be like that just because of, you know, I, that, that game was over. Com- yeah. Over. It completely. was. Completely. Uh, Auburn played majority of that game was the better team. And, yeah. you know, you, it's obviously it's Jordan Hare. So now it's in the favor of Alabama. When you think about 2021 and now 2023, two years where Auburn played, uh, 58, 59 minutes, great football, and then lost it in the final minute. So, it's going to haunt me for a while, but it is what it is. It happens. And um, get, I hope I never, some... hope I hope I never see that DC or hear his name again. <laughs> I hope he just sits in regret and realizes how big of an idiot he is. Well, if it's any consolation, can find some solace in knowing that Jordan Hare technically owns Nick Saban. I think he finished five and seven against all. And the crazy thing is he could have finished three and nine. When you think about the 2021, 2023 game could have been three and nine. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. It's not. It could have been. It's not. I know. That's the thing. (laughs) Just, just like, you know, Alabama could have beat Michigan, but you know, it's what it is. Uh, Justin, it's time for your final award of the, of the night. This was, um, so this is titled just the strangest thing I saw this year. And it goes to an Alabama player, and it was Tyler Buckner going from Notre Dame as quarterback to Alabama. And everybody's thinking, oh, he's probably going to be the starter this year. Yeah. He's going to, you know, play well for Alabama. Was the worst quarterback they had, as we saw yeah. in the uh, USF game. And it, he was so bad, it sent him back into lacrosse, and he has to go back to Notre <laughs> Dame to have any I kind of about sports that. career. Yeah. Yeah, for those which, who do not know, uh, Tyler Buckner entered the transfer portal for lacrosse. And, which uh, I've yeah, never heard that before. Anybody <laughs> coming from football and then they're like, man, I can't really do this anymore because I'm so bad. Let me go just back to lacrosse or another sport I played. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was real when he first told me. So, uh, yeah. strange. Yeah, I I've never really seen anything like it. It's... um. That is that he may be the only person that's ever done that. Certainly, probably the only person, especially to lacrosse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and with a lot of speculation and rumors that he was going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, well, I mean, Jalen Milrow looked so pitiful that first couple of weeks that they're like, well, I mean, he can't be worse. He was. He was. He was significantly <laughs> he was worse. Twenty <laughs> times worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I do enjoy the jokes that uh that Nick Saban retired because Jalen Milrow announced he was coming back. I, I do think that's a little a little funny. Um, do you think he'll actually stay, or is he going to leave? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. see why he would leave, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I, well, yeah. He's not going to go to the draft, so he'd have to transfer somewhere. So. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't care. I think but, it won't matter. Yeah. Can you believe he's actually the Heisman favorite next year? No, he shouldn't be. He's not going to be. He got too much hype. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I think we I'm find sorry. that out in the Michigan. I know Michigan's defense is really good, but yeah, and they are. I think yeah. people saw, but, you know, kind of how Miller really is against. There were people you know, pretty good defense after the Iron Bowl. There were people saying Jalen Milrow should be a Heisman finalist. Oh, I know. Milrow said Milrow said himself after the game that he should be a Heisman finalist. I do um, not res- I do not respect anyone's opinion who said that and took it seriously. That is absolutely insane. He had a miraculous throw, a great throw, but miraculous. I mean, I'll think about how many sacks he takes just cuz he's his decision making may not be there, you know. And I and I hate, I don't like to say that about any quarterback because you don't really know what's going on in somebody's head, but and he didn't have a great line, especially not a great center helping him out, but I I don't know. He's a great runner. Yeah, uh, he's a good passer when he when he has time to get comfortable, but uh, he's he's a little little wild eyed, looks a little scared out there a lot of the time. In my opinion. Yeah, so I guess we'll see if he's sticking around or not. I, I would think so, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, best game of the year. I always like doing this one because we get to go back and look at some games that maybe we forgot about. Uh, and these are in order, I believe. Uh, we have Ole Miss and LSU with Ole Miss winning 55 to 49. That was a great game. That was a good one. Uh, we have a overtime win where Kansas State beat, uh, or no, sorry, Texas beat Kansas State 33 to 30. That was all right. Yeah, it's Kansas State, you know. Uh, but this was a pretty good one. Stanford beating Colorado in double overtime, mm, 46 that to 43. Because I went that to bed may be Colorado it. was up, what, like 21, 21 points? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, great! Colorado's going to easily win this one." I woke up, Stanford won in overtime. What a great morning! To yeah, see double Colorado overtime lose like that. Yeah, that that may be the winner. We'll we'll keep going though. Uh, Michigan beating Ohio State thirty to twenty four. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Washington beating Oregon thirty four to thirty one. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's it pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma beating Texas thirty four to thirty. All right, pretty good. Um, this one's going to trigger you, and it's not going to get you your vote, but the Iron Bowl, 27 to 24. I mean, it was that, a good game. It was a great game, with an, and it's got the best finish by far. I don't know if that gives it the best game. It's got the most uh, the most crazy ending, I would say. I still don't know that I put it above that Colorado game. We'll see. Uh, the Gator Bowl is surprisingly good, if anybody caught that. Clemson beating Kentucky 38 to 35. I wish Kentucky was that one was good. And then hopefully you got LSU Wisconsin on your list too. That was another good one. Oh no, I, I do not. Yeah. That was a good one as well. Yeah. I think that's the only bowl game I put outside of the playoffs. Um, yeah. You know, I, I may have to go with the Kentucky Clemson one because I enjoyed watching that one, especially yeah. <laughs> the third, or maybe it was the fourth quarter. I don't know which quarter it was, but I mean, there was like 30 or 40 points scored just in one quarter between both teams. Yeah. Um, it was that, I mean, that was a good one. Could not hold on to the ball. They really shot themselves in the foot. Should have won that game. Um, yeah, yeah, but that that was pretty entertaining to watch. I'm going to go with that one. And then we got the the playoff games. I don't think any of these 
necessarily are better than any of those, but we always well, got the Michigan Alabama one was good. Um, I was about to say Alabama Michigan is the strongest, I think, out of these. Uh, Texas yeah, Washington, Michigan Washington. Texas had some luck to make that little late comeback, and honestly, yeah. probably could have won the game if the throw um, to Mitchell, the Texas wide receiver, there was not lobbed up to him. If he just threw it on a dart, I think he would have caught it and scored. Um, which that I think if that would have happened, that probably would have been the best playoff game. Yeah, it yeah probably would have because that would have been a pretty crazy ending. Um, as an Alabama fan, I'll say the Iron Bowl. But as a casual college football fan, I think I would say that Colorado Stanford game. Mm, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Which one you going with, Kentucky Clemson? Oh yeah, that one was fun to watch. Yeah, it was, and I got angry watching it. So, <laughs> like that one. Uh, saddest future fan Alabama base. coach Dabo Sweeney. No. Uh, Maybe we'll see. <laughs> not, not necessarily. Who I, I know it makes sense. He's a good coach, but oh my god, he's annoying. I, I, I won't look, Dabo. I'll if you if you come to Alabama, I will celebrate when you win a national championship. But I will not defend a word you say. That's that's all. <laughs> that's that's the support I'll give you. Uh, uh, saddest sa- saddest fan base. Um, Alabama, obviously very sad right now. They lost Definitely Nick Saban, now, their yeah. coach. Um, well, I mean, FSU is on this list as well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and they may get sadder because tonight, I don't know if you know this, they were just hit with some, um, with some probations cause they, uh, they had some coach, some boosters paying money directly and doing some illegal things with players. Um, they also may lose their head coach to Alabama after Dang. Alabama also stole their playoff spot. Not a well, good night know- for Florida state. Well, since they're hit with a probation, you know, if they do all say, hey, Norvell, we want you to be the coach, he would definitely leave. No, I mean, well, it depends yeah. on, I mean, what kind of probation are we talking here? It's it's not any sort of game thing, but it's some recruiting stuff. That donor yeah. cannot donate any more money to players for like three years. I think it's a pretty big donor. Um, there's some there's some big hits there. But Mike Norvell, is, is they've made clear that he is not involved with this. They they uh, are punishing the the staffer that, was with him. I think it may have been mm-hmm. a coordinator. Who knows? You know, if the restrictions are pretty tight, he may be like, well, let me just get out of here. And yeah. And Bama. they also just lost all their players to the transfer portal. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty sad right now and maybe sadder if Mike Norvell leaves. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they had a down year. They're always sad. Uh, Ohio State losing to Michigan again. They're, you know, they're not the saddest, but they're not happy right now, are they? Uh, no. USC is, I don't even know if there's really any USC fans outside of California, but yeah. yeah. Is and there then, any uh, USC fans in California? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then bandwagon Colorado fans. They're, mm. they're, you know, they're a little embarrassed. A lot uh, there were, I know people in real life that was like, Colorado's going to make the playoff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I think Tennessee fans probably feel a little bit better now after watching that performance from their up and coming quarterback. Uh, and really they have well to be a little Iowa have to be a little happier now that Saban's going as well. So yeah, and I think they have a decent recruiting class too, don't they? Top fifteen, yeah, close to yeah, the top ten. Like um, so they're probably fine. Um, it's between Alabama and FSU, right? That's that's the yeah, choice between. Yeah, if I had to vote at this moment, it's got to be Alabama because here's the, what I said: the uncertainty. Yeah, I would just, say right now, as of time recording, it's Alabama. If Mike Norvell leaves for Alabama, it's Florida State. It's Florida State, State yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, uh, last one, and I know you – oh, no, sorry, we got two more. I know you kind of did your your version of this. It was it was a silly version, but 
coach of the year. Who is actually coach of the year? We've got, these are just a few. Throw on here, anybody else you want. Uh, Nick Saban, Mike Norvell, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Kalen uh, or is that how you say his name at Washington? Nah, I don't know. Uh, David Braun at Northwestern. Uh, Jamie Chadwell at Liberty. Eli Drinkowitz at Mizzou. That's an interesting one. He's great. And it's Steve Sarkeesian at Texas getting them to the playoffs. This is Nick Saban's best year of coaching, I think. His best coaching job. But there were some teams that did more, you know, had more success. So yeah, how do you rank that? Yeah, he did a great job with what he had and what they looked like at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, it's between uh, Missouri and, of course, Harbaugh. I mean, you, you would yeah. think you got to give it to Harbaugh because they won the national championship and he was still able to manage being suspended. And they still performed at a high level without him there. Yeah. Um, which there, you could either say – you could either say, oh, well, it's not really him, it's the other coaches, or it was yeah. him, it, you know, doing a great job coaching up the players and how to be prepared without him there. Um, I'll go with the Missouri coach just because they were, they were projected to finish, what, like 12th in the SEC? Yeah, and uh, just a, a great season. I, I also yeah. agree. Eli Drinkowitz, what a, what a year for him. I mean, that's it's pretty wild. Um, okay, and last one, best player, and I just left it blank. We we know the best player. So who who is your best player? Uh, best player, man. Give me. I think I still got to. Yeah, I still got to go. Jaden Daniels. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people still won't agree with that, but I think when you look at his passing ability and then to be able to rush for over a thousand yards too was very impressive. And you, when you look at some of his losses, the loss to Ole Miss. Wasn't his fault. His defense gave up 54 points. Um, Alabama was a tough one. They had a great first half, and they were up. They got up, what, 28-21, and then they just kind of fell apart. Um, who else did they lose to? Florida State, that was probably his worst game, the first game of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was it, right? They just had three losses? Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, I'd put one, of, maybe one of those losses on him if, if I would. But the other two, I mean, I thought he played good against Alabama. But LSU defense gave up what forty two points. What are you going to do? So yeah, yeah, I think he. Now, was I know. Player. I know Jaden Daniels had a better season. Is there still an argument that Caleb Williams is still the best player though? I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, I think talent, like raw talent. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but there's I guess just something about on... Williams' personality, and he just seems like I don't. If I was a an owner, a GM of an NFL team. I don't think I want a guy like that on my roster. It just kind of seems like poison, you know? Let's say, I don't know anything about him. I know he's probably going to end up with the Bears. Well, just all the court. crap he said. He's like, well, I want a, some stake in a uh, in a team. You know, I want partial ownership when I get drafted by that team and saying what? stuff like that. Really? You did, that? Yeah, you didn't hear that? No, no. Yeah. He was like, when I get drafted by a team, I want to have some kind of uh, ownership stake in that team when he said that i was like this dude's crazy if nobody wants that, to draft this guy if it means that literally that's crazy um i think i'm still i guess it depends on how you define best player i'd say caleb williams is probably the most talented player but i don't think he had the best season so i'll say i guess yeah i'll say Jaden daniels as well he, no uh, yeah I, I mean caleb williams they had a great start and then I think it unraveled when they barely held on to beat Colorado and that yeah. That the defense is one of the worst I've seen from a power five like a, a team of that standard who we know can be very good and was close to making the playoff last year. Um it, 
awful. I mean, if I think if they just had an average defense at best, I think they would have had a pretty successful season. Yeah. But I think the defense held back the offense so much that they. I think Williams felt like he needed to do more and more and more on the offensive side to try to keep up with other teams. So that's probably why he led to more turnovers this year. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think that I, I also have probably some bias because I've seen more of Jaden Daniels than I did Caleb Williams just because you know Jaden Daniels in the SEC plays a lot more of the teams that we follow more closely so you know that probably plays into it too but yeah I'll, I'll we'll agree we'll both say Jaden Daniels uh Justin how do you feel about uh jumping into your segment now for longtime listeners you know that you once had a segment called Knight Needs to Know where you asked three questions and you also had one called Professor Knight I told you you could pick whichever one you want to do so which one do I need to play the theme song for uh do Professor Knight Professor Knight here we go all right students gather round and put on your listening ears it's time to visit the learning corner with Professor Knight <laughs> what are we learning today Professor as you know, Nicholas, um, I love my history. You so do. I love to share some history facts. And um, so we have a little today in history. So on January 11th, 1908, my favorite president, Theodore Roosevelt, he declared the Grand Canyon a national monument. Oh. Uh, so let's see. The canyon, it wasn't first explored until 1540 by members of an expedition headed by the Spanish explorer, Francisco Vasquez de Coronado, uh, because of its, you know, its remote and inaccessible location, uh, several centuries passed before the North American settlers really explored the canyon. Uh, in 1869, geologist John Wesley Powell, he led a group of 10 men in the first difficult journey down the rapids of the Colorado River and along the length of the 277-mile gorge in four rowboats. Uh, let's see, by the end of the 19th century, it was attracting thousands of tourists each year. One famous visitor was, of course, Theodore Roosevelt. He was a New Yorker with a particular affection for the American West. So after he became president, when uh, William McKinley, who was president at the time in 1901, was assassinated, he made an in, uh, environmental, I'm saying that right, uh, conservation a major part of his presidency. That's what he's most well known for is his uh, conservation efforts and having a lot of national parks throughout the country was because of him. Um, he established the National Wildfire, uh, Wildlife Refuge to protect country's animals, fish, and birds, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, in January of 1908, he exercised his right to make more than 800,000 acres of the Grand Canyon into a national monument. Yeah, and that, and that was huge, uh, especially toward getting to where we have national parks eventually. Um, I mean, I mean, and I, I think that uh, uh, like Americans in general take those parks for granted. Um, we have more parks than like any other country, acre-wise, and there are some absolutely beautiful ones. And I've been to almost none of them. I would love to go see more. Yeah, I would love to places. do that. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I don't think even, you know, certain parts of the country, when you just think about the state of Alabama, you know, the state of Alabama is a beautiful state. I think it's the, um, out of all the states, I think it's covered like um, 70 to 80% of it's covered by uh, trees and forest, yeah. which is the most out of any state in the country, which is pretty neat. And 
I mean, it's a beautiful state, and there's a lot like Mount Cheehaw, the highest point in Alabama. It's beautiful uh, to go up there yeah. and hike. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it'd be it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's another one. Um, Oak Mountain State Park, which is around Birmingham, yeah. you know, it's pretty. So, yeah, I, I would love to go. Of course, I'd love to go out west and go to the Grand Canyon. Um, I'd love to go to the to the Rockies and or to um, that the Appalachian. Uh, yeah, mountains yeah. so things like that yeah so my goal is to go to all the um, major league baseball parks see a game there so that gives also gives me an excuse to visit the state and you know some of these national parks because you know the uh you know north america's it's beautiful in the united states beautiful country so yeah a lot of and we, and we take it for granted really a lot of it because you know you you can go on a lot of times and it's free to get into some of these places and you can just take the family for a day and you know you may have to pay to get into certain areas or do some certain things you want to you know white water raft or whatever but a lot of these things you can get in there for free or very cheap and and uh yeah should all probably take yeah and when advantage i of it. and when i bring up north america you know of course i include canada in there's you know in north america i would love to go to canada too and visit oh yeah and because i mean it from what i've seen and heard it's also you know a beautiful country all right. Well, thank you, Professor Knight, for another You're lovely welcome. segment. All right. And now let's get into my segment, Miss Managers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad. Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had. Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers. Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad. It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive in a world of, world of mismanagers. All right, I've got three stories, and I thought about going through and picking the three weirdest of the year, but it turns out I didn't have to because the uh, first three that popped up were all weird enough that I was like, oh, those are good. Um, That's all you need. (laughs) And this first one is courtesy of the Daily Star. Uh, 10-foot aliens spotted on hilltop days after similar beings, quote, seen in shopping center, end quote. (laughs) Yes, because the alien's just walking around the shopping center. That's right. This lanky et's walking around just being filmed in brazil uh just a few days after they were allegedly spotted in miami now of course the uh the aliens in miami turned out to be according to the uh anyone that was actually there ended up just being a bunch of teenagers that started some kind of riot in the mall but somehow uh <laughs> word got, got out aliens somehow <laughs> got to 10 foot aliens invading a one specific mall in miami um what sense what, why you know what what's funny too is you, all these conspiracy theorists who do believe in aliens you know are all in on this but then any rational person would be like what sense would it make for an alien to invade a mall what are they doing there what are, are they, they gonna go a drop mall? a bag at lids what are they gonna do <laughs> maybe you know? maybe they want to blend in they want to get a hat yeah. nice little outfit some shoes they're gonna get some z straps what what are they doing <laughs> you know they, they're not at uh, the mall they're not there, so I I just thought that was wild. Um, some people claim they were nine foot eight inches tall. Exactly. I don't know how nine you got that inches. Yeah. Why not just say so, something like, "Um, they're probably nine feet, maybe ten feet, and nine feet eight. Stupid. Absolutely uh, stupid. But yeah, so more were spotted in Brazil. So uh, I guess they they got some clothes in Miami and and took the took an international flight. Over to Brazil, <laughs> yeah. They're just enjoying life, enjoying it. 
These next two come courtesy of APnews.com. Uh, this first one, <laughs> this is some bad luck. Uh, exploding toilet at a Dunkin' Donuts store in Florida left a customer filthy and injured. Lawsuit claim. Man, I bet. Yeah, I bet with that thing exploding, who knows what kind of injuries he sustained. Man, bad luck for that fella. Uh, Paul Kurek is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court in Orlando, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Duncan location in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. After the explosion left Kurek covered in human feces, urine, and debris, he walked into the men's room seeking help from workers and the store's manager. An employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet since there had been previous incidents. Uh, without diving into further details about the explosion, the lawsuit says. Uh, when contacted Thursday, they uh, his uh, lawyer said he was tied up, couldn't answer questions until the following day. So we gotta we gotta tune back in to see. But how does a toilet explode? First of all, like a bomb. There's debris. How does a toilet? I was just reading the article, so no worries. But how how does the toilet actually explode to where there is debris? Uh, injuring this man i mean that, that's pretty wild my guess would just be a, a sewage line kind of busted somewhere and just shot back up through the toilet backed up <laughs> causing the toilet to explode um but man to be sitting on it when that happened golly that's awful <laughs> that, that is, is terrible, terrible. so how much how much is, does he want in his lawsuit he wants a hundred thousand dollars, and you know what? I think that's fine because it's a big corporation. If this was some mar pop shop, sure, but uh, Dunkin' Donuts got the money. Like, yeah, you they know, were. Of course, they were this aware. Be my line of work right here, you know, you got me interested now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't uh, know. Allegedly, they were aware of the problem with the toilet. Employees told them that, and they chose not to fix it. Ooh, so, yeah, that makes it to- worse too. So, yeah, I, you know. I don't think you're probably going to be getting that a hundred thousand. You know, most of the time these attorneys ask for too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, man. I don't, I, I guess you'd have to look at his medical bills. What kind of injuries did he sustain? A hundred thousand probably is too much, but I don't yeah, know. But, but like you said, you ask too much so you can get a, a less, you know? Oh yeah. That's how it yeah, works. Got to yep. negotiate. Yep. Uh, and that attorney's got to get, he's got to get his cut. He's oh, that's yeah. why he's asked yeah. for so much. And like I said, this isn't some mom and pa shop. Charge them up. Yeah, yeah it's Dunkin' Donuts, so yeah. Yeah, they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is uh, from APnews.com as well, and this uh, has been all over the internet this week, Justin. I'm sure you've seen it. It would be remiss of me not to put it in this manager's. Uh, nude man nabbed by police after cannonball mm. plunge at a giant aquarium at Bass Pro Shop in Alabama. Yeah, you got to wonder what was going through this guy's mind because you, you, you've read it Math, leading probably. up. He backed into a light pole with his family and then <laughs> what? Just got out of the car and stripped naked in the Bass Pro and then did his cannonball. Uh, he did his cannonball. Gosh, his poor um, family. This was in you know? Leeds. Oh, yeah. Because now they're nice. stuck with that forever. There's no no getting away from this. Hopefully they're. Oh, look, look, guys. It's the wife of the nude man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you can you can watch the uh, the entire video uncensored on uh, Twitter. <laughs> I will say this about it: he's not well endowed. He should have kept his his boxers on. It's nothing uh, nothing impressive there. He didn't have to worry about any fishes biting his worm. That's what I'll say. It's uh, and not all th- this guy. I guess he was he had to be high or drunk, right? Did, have they said? I don't know. Like, um, because let's see. 
this idiot tried to get out of the pool, which was how how high up is this thing? And he tried it's, to jump out and then hit his head on the ground, knocked himself out cold. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of pictures of him knocked out cold, butt naked on the floor. There have been some great tweets about it. People comparing him to like um, Lucifer when he's cast out of heaven. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, uh, yeah, it, this, this, this article doesn't say... Uh, but he was charged with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief. I'd say so. Those poor uh, the water police officers having to deal with that crap. Before the police arrived. Now, people may not know this. This was a trend, uh, albeit clothed, like 2014. Uh, you could go on YouTube and look it up. People would go and jump into Bass Pro Shop Tank oh, and yeah. jump out. They would do it immediately, jump out and run and get out of yep. there before the police yep. could be called. And they didn't take their clothes off. Uh, this guy's a lunatic. and <laughs> This uh, guy was unhinged. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. nuts. Yeah, he left the water to yell at two officers, then dove back into the aquarium as well. Uh, so. <laughs> it would have been great if he screamed cannonball. I really wish he did that. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it didn't take me long to find those stories for mismanagers. They were all on, like the top. If you just Google no, weird news, easy. they were right there. Uh, we do have, though, Justin, one more segment before we wrap things up. And that is Listener Letters. Oh, gosh. Go get us, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. Now, admittedly, we haven't gotten a letter in some months, but right after our last episode, because... We kind of said it was our last episode, but we also said we're going to maybe transition this into something else. And it just, it never happened um, for whatever reason. We both got busy with work and and I, we took, I took on a different job and, and it just kind of fell to the back burner. But we got some messages after that episode. And so oh, thank you brother. to the people that messaged a year ago. We're finally getting to them. Um, I didn't go through them all, but I've got a couple here I picked out. This first one is from Dave who asked, um, Interesting to hear that you're doing a transition to a new thing. When is when is the next episode? Uh, it's today. Uh, it's right now. And uh, it's, thank it's you right for, now. <laughs> thank you for asking. I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> as far as when the next episode comes after this, I don't want to promise anything. I I enjoy doing this. I'd be happy to get back into doing this to some extent. Um, I think that what what hurt us and made it boring for us was that we had a we became where we had a very strict schedule. Where we yeah, had, it was... it had to be like 55 minutes and we had to have these commercial breaks at certain times and, and these yeah. you know, and, and we kind of lost the fun in it. I think because we weren't ever in the same room and we were never there and we would just record it and send it out and it just kind of lost some of the magic of it, I think. It did. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it wouldn't be maybe if we did like once or twice a month during the football season to get back into it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you don't have time restrictions and you just kind of talk about whatever, I think that usually makes for a better flow, I guess the way I see it. Cause yeah, it's fun to talk about sports. Um, it is. Yeah. And, and I miss and our other show ranked. That, oh yeah. Uh, we almost forgot know, about that one. <laughs> we got to do more of the history side of things and, and maybe, it's true. maybe we should come back to that at some time too. We'll you know? see. We'll uh, see. Here's here's how you can find out. Follow our Facebook page and or Twitter, <laughs> maybe we'll and post Instagram. It in a year, <laughs> and whenever another episode comes out, we will post it there. So you'll you'll yeah, see. We'll let you know. So 
You can turn on notifications. It may be next week. It may be a year from now. Well, we don't know, but but turn those on and, and, and we'll probably be back eventually. Uh, this other one's from Mark. Uh, sorry, Marcus, uh, Justin, and we're in for a treat because we have some listener love advice. Oh, nice. From a year ago. Let's see how, <laughs> how late we are. Marcus asked, and Marcus, I don't know if you figured out this problem yet. Uh, message us back in. Yeah, here's what we'll do. If Marcus messages in and he gives us an update, we'll do a, an episode before the Super Bowl. Sure. I won't say it'll be next that. week or uh, anything, but, yeah, I don't, I but don't it, we'll promises. say before the Super Bowl, if Marcus, if you write in, it's this is up to you, buddy. You're you are the deciding factor when our next episode is. Uh, if you write in, we'll and give us an update. We'll do uh, we'll do an episode before the Super Bowl. Uh, Marcus says, "My girlfriend recently admitted she cheated on me the first month of our relationship. Uh, get rid of her four get years ago. Uh, we're engaged now. Else. She has since blocked him on everything. What do I do? Uh, oh, she blocked him. I don't." She blocked the guy she cheated on. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, man, Marcus um, is not Marcus is not his real name. He has to use that so that you know for privacy reasons. Makes um, sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I hope he does write in because I'm curious to see what he actually did. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, a year has was, passed. He could have gotten married. They could have broken up. Already been married now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I could go look at his Facebook, but I don't want to, I want, I want him to write Ooh. in and tell us. So, yeah. you know, if it was me, I'm saying here, you go ahead and take this ring back. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows what else is going to happen in the future? Oh man. I mean, four years dating cheated to the first month. That's a long time Oof. to keep a lie. A That's long not good. time. No. Um, what else you been doing? What else is she not saying? There, yeah, there's that aspect of. I guess maybe the argument is, and I, I and maybe he thought, well, maybe she didn't was take it taking it seriously then, but she has yeah. been since. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to know, Marcus. I'd like to know how you found out. Did she tell you? Did you? Yeah, I guess when they got something? engaged, she was like, "Hey, before we get married, let me just let you know. Actually, I cheated on you right <laughs> when we first started dating. So if that changes your decision, just go ahead and let me know now." Yeah, here's okay, Marcus. If you're gonna write in, I need to know this first. Give us some back background. What do you mean she cheated? Was this physically cheating? Was you know give tell us what you mean by she cheated? Okay, we also need to know um, how you found out, and then what has happened since. Are you still engaged? Are you married? Did y'all break up? That's what we need to know. So That's message right. that yeah. information in Marcus, and then we will we will get back to you we'll if you happen for Marcus again. Yeah, <laughs> if you happen to listen to this, uh, and Justin, I will I will forward you the email if we get perfect. It. How about that? Perfect. Thank you. If you would like to, uh, and 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 by the way, just because Marcus used a fake name, I do have his email though. So don't somebody else don't message in pretending to be Marcus. I'm gonna know if it's Marcus. <laughs> All right. And it's his decision if we have another episode before the Super Bowl. It's sure. completely up to the real Marcus. All right. If you would like to message the show, though, in case Marcus does respond, maybe we could read out a few other letters. You can do so at GameManagersPod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GameManagersPod. Uh, no, it's at TGMPod, I think. Yeah, TGMPod. Find us there. On Facebook, just know. type in the Game Managers Podcast. It'll come up. Uh, you can also find all our links, all our episodes, our merch. You can still buy. I think it's still up on the store. Really? You can, yeah, uh, you can find uh, it at thegamemanagers.com. I've still got my uh, shirt and hat. So 
I recently, like a week ago, I threw away like half of my t-shirts and I picked up a game manager shirt and I was like, this, I'm keeping this one. I am not throwing it away. Yeah. I mean, it's a good quality shirt. I, I mean, it's good. It is. It's very soft. The house. Yeah. 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 Very good. And I actually very have worn shirt. it out in public sometimes too. So, you know, just to make Oh, wearing your own merch out. That's wild. We also have hats. I don't know where my game manager hat is, but those are My hat sharp. is with my uh, hats in my closet. It's up there nice. somewhere. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think we said we were going to get hats made. When we only got those two made, and I never, never got any more. <laughs> <That's it, yeah. laughs> uh, All right, yeah, let us know. Would you like to hear more of this? I, I mean, if if it's fun, we'll do it. But it may not be. It may be fifteen minute episodes instead of hours or something. And you know, it may be every two months. I don't know, or or year. I don't know. So yeah, you know, we may be able to keep it intriguing too if we, you know, have like these little small episodes every once in a while. Keep them, you know, on their toes, wanting more. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing this, being able to talk about the year and uh, what's happened recently in sports with some retirement. So, yeah, I've enjoyed this. Well, Justin, I guess I'll talk to you in 2025 then. Um, if you'll come yeah, back, yeah, this was fun. This yeah, I mean, we enjoyed it, but this is the only episode we need this year. So, I'll see you again <laughs> next year. Oh, man. Well, thank you, everybody, if you did come back and listen. We appreciate it. I wouldn't blame you if you don't, but I appreciate you if you do. Um, Interestingly enough, I went and looked at the stats, Justin, before we started this episode. There are there are a, like three people, and you know, three's not a lot, but it's a lot when you consider there are three people that went back and listened to like several of our episodes this past month. Wow. Okay. And I and I looked at it, and they're not even from like Alabama. Like one's from Georgia, one's from Mississippi. So it's not like our family either. It's like random people out in in the in the world. A so. little concern for their well being that. Out of all the things they decided to listen to, they chose to listen to some of our old episodes. They listened to, to sports news from from last year or <laughs> from a, further back, from maybe 2019 or whenever we started this. You know, that's <laughs> wild. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, though. Thank you. For, yeah, uh, for uh, always supporting. This was us. fun, like I said, and I uh, hope you all enjoyed listening to it. And as you always, as you always know, War Eagle, anyways. Oh, it's back! That was great. I forgot about it. Great. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGM Pod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>